to continue talking about uh, what's happening here. First, I mean, and foremost, is what's happening with the market as the Dow touches intraday record highs. The S&P is now, uh, if it were to close here, would be a closing high. Look at that. After all those worries, your thoughts? Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, inflation concerns and rates ticking higher, they're still not impacting stock markets. It's just another unreal start for virtually everything this morning, this afternoon, as investors have FOMO, they continue to add to stocks, crypto and commodity-related positions, as major averages are on track for their sixth straight day of gains. See the NASDAQ 100 down just about a tenth of a percent. Um, I get the sense that people are waiting to see what the large tech companies in the NASDAQ 100 are going to report. And while financials and healthcare earnings have been strong, I think waiting on tech is probably the real reason we're seeing individual stocks responding more than the broader market. Now, speaking of inflation and crypto, investors continue to pour money into crypto assets as an inflation hedge, with Bitcoin hitting a new record high topping. I think it was about 66.9 this morning. Ethereum rises to above 4,000 as crypto just remains a red hot space. Outside of inflation, of course, we had the ProShares uh, Bitcoin futures ETF rise as well. Um, and it's just interesting to see just how much attention the asset class is getting. I reported from the uh, Empire FinTech conference just yesterday. It was our first in-person live reporting that we've done at a conference since January 2020. So it was great to be on the ground and have everyone together. And really, um, what I find interesting, even though the asset class is about 11, 12 years old, many of the participants are willing and want to work with regulators to continue to legitimize the space and get more product out there for people to trade and to learn more about it now. Expanding on inflation a bit, the next potential catalyst is holiday 2021 spend. Reporter, uh, Reuters is reporting that U.S. online holiday spending is expected to grow at its slowest pace in at least eight years as product shortages, higher prices, lingering pandemic-unrelated uh, certainties. It threatens to put a strain on shopping season. Adobe Analytics forecasts an average of 10% growth in online sales in November and December. That's compared with a record 33% jump in 2020 when people chose to shop from home instead of traveling to stores. So I think after grappling with virus restrictions on stores for the better part of the year, retailers are now dealing with a slew of pandemic consequences, including a, a clogging of global supply chains that could lead to a shortage of everything from sneakers to iPhones during this holiday quarter. So, um, you know, I think really what the, the balance is, what retailers need to do to counteract these potential inventory shortfalls is they, ha they have to offer fewer discounts. They're looking to spread out the selling season by encouraging shoppers to start their holiday shopping early this year. And I would agree with this strategy retailers are taking because, you know, many people in the shipping industry don't think that it's going to be, you know, easy going for the holiday season. I agree with you. I think that the holiday season is going to be tricky. In fact, when we spoke to retail experts, they said, expect to pay more and don't expect to get your favorite color either. Um, and that's going to be the scenario, right? I mean, you're going to have to sort of take what you can get at this point with the backlog that we've seen. That being said, are you getting the vibe here from folks that you speak to that things are going in the right direction? So for now, we still see the delivery of chips at the highest levels. Take, I mean, when I say at the highest levels, I mean from the time that they order to the time they receive it, still 27 weeks or something. So I meant at the highest levels, meaning the longest duration. Um, so it doesn't seem good now, but that maybe with job growth, with this, I mean, we have a lot of demand, and that's a good thing. 
Right, and to your point, we heard um, Secretary Buttigieg speak about it in one of the Sunday shows this weekend, where while we're talking about supply chain shortages, on the flip side, the good part of that is that demand is at peak and, and higher than ever. I think what we really have to work through here are the supply chain bottlenecks. We've all seen pictures of the ports, right, in LA and in New York. Um, we need to get labor out there. Part of the issue is, is that we don't have yeah. anyone to unload the cargo and then drive them to the stores. And I believe you and I spoke about this last week, your bigger box retailers like a Walmart or Target might be able to absorb that to a certain extent, but to individual chains or mom and pop stores, they don't have the luxury of having margin compression at scale um, to offset these prices. So it's going to be really interesting to see. And I think really in order for us to get to the other side, and I don't think it happens by the end of this year for sure, probably later 2023, um, we have to get the labor situation to improve. And we also have to just work through that supply chain. So it's interesting is, Nicole, if you're going to be buying uh, gift cards since you can't find the inventory, you know, think of all that pent up right. demand for yeah. retail longer term.